You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 69. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! It's Cracker Lacking Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 69. 69. Crack that episode. Ha! Cracking it open like I cracked them eggs open, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Making some breakfast. You Make had eggs this mims. morning? No eggs. Weekend. Weekend projects. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, on today's topic, we're going to be talking about free will. I thought it'd be cool to maybe title this, What Are You Doing With Your Free Will? Um, we're going to dive into things such as what it is, what free will is, um, is it limited in certain circumstances? What do we do with the free will we are given? Uh, so I think we got a, a pretty cool little topic today and I, and I wanted to say we appreciate people using their free will to subscribe and listen to the podcast. We much appreciate all our listeners. Amen, folks. Also rating and reviewing the podcast. That's a big deal for us. Um, keep spreading the word. People looking for different interesting topics. It also helps uh, in that aspect. So we appreciate everybody who has considered doing one and has done one for us. And if you haven't done one yet, today's your opportunity to do it again. Nothing like the present. Well, um, before we dive in, we're going to roll to the would you rather and I got it today. Oh, he's been all Uh snickery about it. Like, (laughs) I got a good one. Don't worry, I didn't come up with it. I'm like, well, I didn't figure that you did. <laughs> Don't worry, I did not come up with it. It's a true statement. And I hope I'm even going to say this right. Who's going to get credit? Good. Credit's going to Courtney. She says sometimes oh, we're not, we're not uh, deep enough in our would-you-rather topics. Oh. So this one's going to be a little more thought-provoking, maybe. I don't know. Miss Huggles, huh? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Challenging Steve to go to a 7.0. <laughs> That's a big jump from the 3.75. Oh, we're at 3.75. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking for four and a half tops right this moment. Maybe we can get to four. Okay. Let's not put the cart before the horse. <laughs> okay. Here come the horses again. Here we go. Yeah, here they come, man. They're Danger. Still, <laughs> still going down the road. All right. Would you rather be at a job, have a job you didn't like, but you made good money and could support like your lifestyle, family, etc., or... Be the job you loved, but didn't make any money, and lifestyle was a little more difficult. Well, I think that's a big component for everybody out there. If you can find that um, happy ground where you know you can find something that you enjoy and love doing, but be able to provide um, for your family and their needs. So, are you saying I would not be able to provide for my family? I don't know. It's just you're, it's going to be a little more difficult from potentially a monetary gain that might call for you to work a second job or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, I would go with the stay happy job and uh, find something else that would 
maybe bring in some extra income if I needed to. A little side hustle. Yeah, side hustle. Nice. That's I'm going to go with your option of um, find a job you love and make uh, good money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that option. <laughs> I didn't see that option either. I'm going to change my answer too. I'm going to go with CC. <laughs> Man, we normally change this, this as it goes along, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, um, that's a that's actually really good. Yeah, I think um, you know, at the end of the day, money can't buy happiness. I think you have to love what you do. Um, and they say if you love what you do, then it doesn't feel like work. So presumably, the doing something you love and maybe just living a a lifestyle that wasn't as as um, resourceful, I guess, would be probably what I'd choose with the hope that if you loved it enough and you did it good enough, you'd provide so much value that over time and whatever it is, you would be compensated appropriately. Maybe because you, you move up, um, in society or maybe you create something out of it because you just, you're so passionate. People see that and it finds a way of rewarding you in the long run. I'm going to hope that happens. I think it's a good question. I, I would, I personally would struggle back and forth on this one. Um, I would love to be a coach, but the rigors, and you can work your way up in that regard, um, but the rigors are very difficult from being away from family, time put in. You start out making next to nothing. Like I'm talking graduate assistant, maybe in college or something like that, assistant, not making much money there. Um, same principle in high school. So it's difficult, and it's a very difficult lifestyle, um, something I would love to do, but my ultimate goal is to have a family here. Um, so I think it would take time away from my family, and it would be financially a little more difficult than the lifestyle that I would like to try to provide, whereas a job that you didn't really love as much, you could provide and maybe find happiness outside of the job. So I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty decent question. Um, I find myself probably in the middle ground personally in my own life. I, lo- I like practicing law. Is it like love 10? Do I wake up every day? Like the, I envy some people who wake up every day and they're like, man, I cannot wait to get to work. I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to help some folks. But personally, is this something that's driving me to the end? Like, mm, I don't really know. I'm not like a scholar of the law. I think we all know that. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just more prefer, I just more prefer helping people. And that tends to, to win out above having to be a scholar of the law. So I think it's a pretty good question. And I find myself, if you just looked at my own actions in life, being somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I'm definitely in the middle. I mean, I I love what I do, but there's a lot of things that we, I think we all have passions outside of our work. Shoot. I love this podcast more. You know, I guess if you know, it's not draining in the dollars. If you look at it like that, you're right. If we truly did what we're most passionate about at this moment in our life, it wouldn't be bringing in the money, Yeah, but we're not doing it. So I guess Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not like we hate our job. We love it, but it's, it does provide an income, and, and you are helping people. I think we all like to help people, and at the end of the day, that's a job that does fulfill that, but I think we all have certain things that really get us excited, and I think the ultimate would be to be doing those things 24-7 mm-hmm. and calling it your work. Right. You know? And I think we've got a mixture going on of that, yeah. and I agree. I, again, I like what I'm doing um, for sure. It's just fine, but and there are other people uh, who are really having to, to work, do a second job, do something in order to provide like they would want to provide. So I thought it was a pretty good question when Courtney told it to me yesterday. I thought, ooh, that's a good one. Well, you know, I I thought it was great that you're setting the tone off, you know, the way that you did, picking on yourself already, saying you're not a scholar of the law. That was fantastic. I think this is just going to improve from there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say that all the time. Some people are out there, like, reading every all the law journals and all the books out there. I think that's awesome. 
personally, I'm just like, right is right, wrong is wrong. Let's just try to help some folks, advocate for some people. And it seems, tends to work itself out for the most. I, I call a spade a spade, John. I think we all know that. Um, the cool thing I thought about the would you rather it is a perfect way to delve into the topic of free will because um, we sitting here get that opportunity to pick what we're doing for a living. And that's one of the cool things about free will. I think a lot of things may sound great in theory. Um, but then when you go to decide to do them, they're very difficult to do, but you have the opportunity to do it, your free will you're given. So I think it's a great little segue into the topic. What do y'all think about the topic of old free will? Well, you know, the first thing that hit, hit me and then I was thinking about is, you know, we call it free will, but, um, man, it's surely not free. And it comes to the high cost, um, that what you do with those decisions can have significant consequences, uh, moving forward. So wouldn't maybe we could rename it today start calling it something else i don't know because uh you know it isn't it isn't like it's free you know there's consequences there's uh different difficult situations that arise from using your quote unquote free will yeah man it's kind of deep you know i've always it's kind, kind of, of deep john i'm not gonna lie I've never mm, thought about it. i'm curious what are we gonna call it i, I we have to come up with a new name at this the end of uh worldwide impactful to, to rename free will <laughs> so well, there's the first pitch I think, I think we will figure at the, at the end free will no more <laughs> i always think of like at least i've always kind of been one of these like i don't know if you call it motivated people futuristic kind of self-driven in the sense that you hey i can do whatever i put my mind to you know at least believing that as a possibility in my life whether or not i've acted on every one of those situations i haven't but I guess I've given, at least me in this country, I've given the opportunity to have that ability. And I guess we'll talk about that some. I think of free will as a gift from God. That's the first thing that came to mind. God gives us the gift of free will. So it's he doesn't control us. We're not his puppets. Um, you know, he's basically, you know, Jesus died on the cross for us so that we would have the ability to make the choice whether we're going to follow him or not. You know, he's not twisting our arm. He's given us the blueprint for how to, to live in peace and harmony. And so we have a, the free will, which we have free will in many things in life, but that's the quick, the quick answer to what comes to mind was, you know, God's gift of free will. Like we have the choice. He's given us this life. We have one life, snap of a finger. What are you going to do with it? And oh, you know, CCK. I think it also, that is good CC. Absolutely. You know, it also gives us, uh, uh, another thing that separates us from all the other creatures, you know, where we, you know, have the intellect, hopefully, uh, to choose what path you want to take. And, uh, that's another way that I think it separates us from the other animals to where, you know, you react more on instinct and that kind of thing where we, you know, can ponder and, uh, choose which path you want to go. Uh, obviously you can choose good, bad, anywhere in between. So it's, uh, it's a daily second by second, minute by minute decision of what are you going to do with that gift that CC would say. Yeah, it's definitely CC kind of hit the nail on the head for old hot dog over here with the snap of the finger action. Um, it's important when you really delve down. Um, that's one snap. It was a good snap, John. Good Thank snap. you. Good snap, John. <laughs> um, you delve down those seconds. They, they are here and they go away. And sometimes when I look back at my day, the amount of decisions we get to make every single day is pretty can almost be overwhelming when you think about it, um, especially in our world with what we do. I'm sure you all do it all the time with your patients. I have to do it on um, with clients all the time. And then just in my regular life, like, am I going to work out today? 
um, what time am I going to go to bed, things that you can do to, to better your life. And then all the decisions and or opportunities you're given. And like John said, what you do with those can have a pretty major impact. And I think free will is thrown around pretty loosely um, in a lot of instances, but they can, it can come into play um, on pretty significant levels. I, I would concur with that point, Johnny. Well, yeah, baby. I'm glad you, know, you decided to bring it today a little bit. <laughs> kind of, you, you did threaten me at lunch. I better bring it today. It kind of reminds me. Oh, lunch for this. oh, I gotta hear about the lunch later. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered good. He did do a better job ordering. <laughs> you know, he's getting that free will under control from nice. that aspect, not causing too much problems. But, you know, that's that's an interesting point. You know, you look back, um, you know, in history, and you know, one of the first uses of free will, you know. I know personally, I think about eating and lunch a lot, but the first time that, you know, most people talk about using your free will in an imperfect way was in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, you know, Mm -hmm. Adam was probably like, what'd you cook for dinner, Eve? I'm getting hungry. She's like, oh, I've been suntanning all day. I don't know, just go grab this apple. Why don't you try this? (laughs) And, you know, from from that aspect, uh, it went downhill, so... um, I don't know. That was something else that popped in my head. About it. That's awesome. <laughs> I have no comment about some of what John just said in some ways. Kind of was something he said that popped in my mind, which is kind of free will. I think of when you were kids, did you ever do those choose your adventure books? Where, I heard them, man. Oh, it's so like, so you read, you know, the first three or four pages. Um, and it might be some say kids, you know, going on a little adventure. And at the bottom of the page, say after page three, it says, Okay, all right, Mike, Sam, and Jim come to this crossroads. There's this door on the right that has this certain situation, and then there's this cave. You know, for the door, go to page 25. For the cave, go to page 50. And the story unfolds based on the decisions you make as you choose. So it's choose your own adventure. So you're kind of choosing, okay, I'm going to pick up this weapon I'm gonna or that one. I'm going to go to this door or that door. I'm going to talk to this guy or this guy. And, and the whole book changes. You can read the book three or four times, and it's different every time based on your thing so how many times in life it's kind of scary when you think about it. like you know when i was in college and I had a fraternity formal there was a couple girls that i was contemplating asking and you know the one i asked became a wife but what if i'd asked the other one like my whole life i mean i might not be sitting here right now who knows and it's just so crazy we have these little moments and our whole life can be shaped by it so hopefully we i mean some of those are just fate but sometimes you have the opportunity to make a choice that is good or bad and you might know it's good or bad and whether something good or bad happens it was it was your free will to choose that (laughs) that is pretty crazy i was just thinking about that the potential roads you go down the avenues what happens the the impacts based on all of them yeah like you just said your wife uh came out of this based on that decision that's crazy i feel like she would have hung around and be like, mm, I'm going to go to that next one with CC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching CC run around. Oh, yeah. Mr. Magnese back in the day. Oh, oh Lord. That's right. Mr. Magnese. <laughs> oh, God. What about um, the component of, I think a lot of times, free will, I somewhat, analog- I'm not analogize, but I link the Holy Spirit or your conscience to it a little bit with the de- how you would make a decision based on what the free will were given. Do y'all have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, with the free will being there, you know, there's always the opportunity to have underlying whispers, tones, other influences to push you in one direction or the other. You know, some of them may be good. Some of some of them may look good on the surface, but it may turn out to be different than what you anticipated. So 
I think it's something, you know, along the lines of some of the other podcasts that we talk about that, uh, you know, the more important life decisions, not where we're going to lunch, that kind of thing. You need to sit back and discern, you know, if I, if I do have an inclination that this is the right decision, uh, where is where is this inclination coming from? So that's true. That's really interesting. Um, I think a lot of times, um, you know, I always kind of liken it to people often talk about things that happen in their life, like that are really bad, right? Something really negative happens to them or to someone they love and, and they, they, Oh, why did God do this? Or, you know, God must've wanted my five-year-old to die and be in heaven and an angel. Well, I don't know if he really wanted him to, I mean, he probably, he's very sad. He passed away. I think the reality is, and this is my opinion, but I think it's, you know, God gives us free will. We're humans, human nature, human disease, human thoughts. And if something bad happens to someone we love because of a free will decision someone else made, it happened because that person right, made the decision to do the bad thing. God didn't tell that guy to do the bad thing. And so, and I think a lot of times we ask God for all these answers, thinking that he's going to fix it, and he will. And I think he intervenes in our life. But I think a lot of times, and this may be a little segue, the answers he gives us are, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe his answer is helping you just come to peace with where you're at or giving you wisdom to make the decision. Or it may not be just a, you know, you may be praying to win the lottery because you're really in dire straits financially. He's not going to answer your, maybe your prayer to win the lottery, but he'll open some other door that will calm that, that part of your life that's really stressful or calm your heart with the, with the struggle you're going through. You know, CC's going to the depths here, and I love it, man. Um, I remember having this conversation with Father Keith because it really, when it came up to me, man, who's driving your car? I was telling him about this whenever this is before we even got this thing off the ground. And uh, this thing was off the ground before it was pitched. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, well, "Free will," and I'm like, "Man, I can't believe, man of the cloth is not saying God." I was like, how weird to me. But it is true. Almost exactly what you're saying, Greg. I don't think either, just personal opinion, God wants bad things to happen to people or um, to ourselves, if we look at that, or to people we know. Um, but it is. We, we are given free will um, to make any dis- decision we want for the most part. And we'll get into certain instances where you maybe cannot. Uh, but for, for the most part, you are given that. And it could be... Uh, you know, a loss of somebody, a young child, something like that. But like ultimately either someone else in their free will is involved or it's kind of like the, I don't know, you, you get the free will to go to work on a simple example, choose your job and you choose it and you don't like it. Well, at the end of the day, you, you chose the job. Like you use some of your free will to do that. And I think it's a really, it's always stuck out to me since he said that free will is a, a definite driver for at times for sure in my own car. Yeah, you know, and free will is something that I think it gives each individual the power to do what we ought to do. Well said, dude. And, oh, good uh, one. not necessarily all of the things that we want to do. And I think whenever we track towards those things that, uh, you know, may be more desirable or things that are less prudent, um, you know, you can get in a situation where you can remove some of those potential free actions from other people by causing an accident or injury or someone else suppressing someone else's free will what do you think about that dude i really think that's a great point and it's so far as um what we ought to do you know i went to confession for easter time finally made it in there (laughs) nice and like a year i was doing it actually had been about a year i was doing the uh it really actually had not (laughs) funny short aside i go in there and i'm like 
bless me, Father. And I'm not really trying to get on a confession run here, but I was like, that's how you just already died? <laughs> yes. I was like, bless me, Father, perhaps. And I think it was about this time last year. <laughs> but then I get out of the fa- I get out of there, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going twice between. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Between, between that time period. So it'd been, uh, it was pretty funny in my head, but I, this time around, normally I'm just kind of bebopping in my own head, kind of thinking what I want to say. But I read at church they gave you the examination of conscience. Have you ever y'all ever seen those things? Mm-hmm. I got a story about that, but go ahead. Yeah, we want to hear that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading through it, and I'm like, man, I would. I'm not judging anybody here, but I would challenge anybody to read this thing and tell me that they aced it. Like, right. That's incredible if you could. <laughs> and so when John said what you ought to do, it triggered my mind. Like, and back to when I read that thing, it is pretty crazy because we are. I kind of go into it a lot. You got the flesh side of you versus the mm-hmm. spirit. And the flesh wins. It's just kind of part of being a human being sometimes. Um, not that that makes it right, but it does happen. Uh, but that's what I thought. I think you're 100% on point with that, John. It can show you what you're, what you're ought to do and not do, and you get the free will to go either way. But, Craig, I want to hear the story. No, it's just in line with reconciliation. Uh, we, uh, last time I went was probably pre-hurricane, and so we went at Easter with the little service they had. And, you know, your mind's like, God, I can't get my mind around everything. It's just too much stuff, probably clustered, and, uh, you know, I'm going to just mumble you know, even though I knew the priest. <laughs> so I was like, I'm April. Just I said, April, I need one of those examination of conscience. She, she pulls out her phone. Laudate app has a couple of them. One for married couples, one for just whoever. I just did one. And there's categories. And each category has got like 10 things. Yeah. And you, you check the box if like, you know, that's something you need to confess. And I mean, I'm sitting there going, she's looking at me. We're talking. I was like, yep, did that, did that, done that, did that, <laughs> did that. I mean, I'm sitting there. And 80% of the boxes are checked. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, April. You know, and then I get to the section where I got to turn the phone from her, you know, kind of go through that. So maybe I should so look at these, April. I was, I was like, I need to take this phone in there with me or something. You know, it's just funny you mentioned that. That's almost When exact you really scenario, look at it, you're like, wild. I didn't even think that was a sin. You right. know, you don't really contemplate some of these th- behaviors kind of being not God's will for you. You see, John, Craig, and I, we're, we're hitting it. I bet you looked at it and we're like, one thing. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've walked out and aced that form and be like, I'm okay, I'm good, let me, let me go. <laughs> since I've, since, literally back the next last year. Like, two weeks I've been like, I've thought about that daggum list a lot. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. All the opportunities, kind of like I was saying, all the opportunities that come about through, even throughout a day, pretty mind-blowing. Well, I think all the, the things that we're talking about right now, those are the, the things that are not necessarily what we ought to do. And that's where it comes in where we abuse the free will that we're given and mm-hmm. use it for less than uh, less than its perfect design. So uh, I think those are things that we need to be on constant lookout for. Yeah, and that toggles me into something that we've talked about a little bit too. I think our free will is tested by the devil mm-hmm. at times um, with the uh, opportunities that are out there to not use it correctly. And I think that there's always that um, underlying test that comes about. I think you know, one thing I heard a couple of priests say and some other speakers that spiritual warfare is real. Like Word. evil's real, demons are real. It's not just this sort of you know the bad things you can think of in your mind. Like it is a real battle there. And I think devil does. He knows your weaknesses. He knows how to kind of steer you off course. And he you know those temptations get put out there. I mean that's their job is to make you kind of steer off course. And so when you're kind of conscious that there's a battle going on. Um, and you have a free will to choose whose side you're going to you're gonna be on, and you know that there's an active fight for your soul going on at all times, it's kind of spooky and, uh, you know, hopefully kind of encourages you to 
kind of be conscious of those decisions at the moment. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said for whenever you, you do win the battles within spiritual warfare, do right, kind of look at it. It's a good feeling. It might not be in the time when you're doing it because, again, the flesh is, is coming at you a pretty good bit. It's weak, bro. And the flesh is weak. Big time. You can, but when you overcome it and do right, it's quite a great feeling, I will say. It's yeah, like man, a, it is. Go ahead, it's like standing on top of the, the podium winning the gold medal, man. <laughs> It's like standing on top of Whiteside Mountain and just looking out. Oh, oh at waterfalls. Yeah, sweet. So I got a question for y'all. So, you know, if God already knows everything, is in our life all those decisions already made, or do we have st- free will to do that? What do y'all think uh, about it from that aspect? John's elevating himself to a freaking five. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm 50%. <sighs> I can't believe he asked a deep question. Hmm. That's a really deep question. I think about that a lot, actually. Hmm. Um, what do you think about it, John? You're going to throw it back at me already? That's what you do to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that, yes, he does know what we're going to do. Uh, And, you know, he may be disappointed in a lot of the things that you do personally, but, uh, you know, he still gives you those opportunities. uh, And they're, you know, after you do do some wrong, get off the path of, uh, you know, what you ought to do, there's always redemption. There's always forgiveness. There's always a way for you to return. And for me, I think that comes back to another thing, you know, um, you know, being able to love, love God, love, um, you know, one another, you know, your spouse, your friends, you know, I think that's something that without free will, you know, I think that love is not possible out there. What do y'all think about that? I agree, dude. And I, man, you even got Craig. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I think that, um, I think God knows too, um, I know, again, don't think that he's forcing things upon us. That's, that's our decisions, our calls. And I think it does every, even when free will is used for the good or for the bad, uh, there's opportunity to be gained, um, in either scenario. And I do think it would be very difficult without free will to, to freely love. I absolutely think that, um, because there's, there's not much more of a greater gift than that. And I think you can boil that down to, to love of neighbor, uh, love God. And I think that that's a, a cool thing that we get to do within our own free will we're given. I got an interesting twist. You know, using our free will to love, what are your thoughts on using your free will to help others who may not know they have the free will to better their lives? And an example would be, I thought about this. This is a story I'd heard at one point. You ever go to those little like traveling carnivals and you see these massive elephants and they got a chain around their neck and it's like just anchored with a little stake in the ground. Supposedly when the elephants are really tiny, they get this big chain in their neck, they nail it to the ground. Of course they fight it and they run around circles trying to get out of it. But eventually they give up because they can't get the chain. They're too weak for it. And as they grow, that chain is still tethered. But as a child, they were told, I can't break the chain even though at this point they're thousands of pounds and all they got to do is just really kind of pull a few times and they're running off. But they had this learned behavior that I just can't break this chain and that's their new pattern. So I'm thinking of people who maybe grew up in a certain circumstance or had a situation in their life where it sort of changed their belief system to thinking they can't do something or can't accomplish something or they're not good enough for something, not realizing that the free will to get out of that cage or break that chain has been there the whole time. And we kind of had that experience with that, say, an axe retreat. And just the camaraderie we have, I know that if I'm kind of, you know, we can lean on each other and you might see something in my life I can't see. And it's like, dude, 
you just got to do this to undo the chain. I'm like, I'll be dang. I needed somebody to tell me that. I couldn't figure it out myself. Sometimes you need somebody else to tell you what you can't tell yourself. You need somebody to kind of put a different perspective. So what are your thoughts on that? Like helping people through your free will of love, as Steve was mentioning, helping people find the free will to change a bad behavior, to find that certain thing in life they're looking for, or I don't know, accomplish certain things. Any thoughts on that? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I think that's a, a trap that's used in the spiritual warfare aspect of it all the time where people get going down a path and then they feel like I'm beyond hope, mm-hmm. I'm beyond redemption. Uh, I, I think it's it's an interesting thing that is used on us psychologically uh, and spiritually uh, from that aspect that it's a difficult thing to break. Um, I think sharing some struggles that you've had uh, in the past, I think we've seen all that you know, going through those retreats or having intimate conversations with close friends where, you know, you may share something that was vulnerable, you had a problem that you were able to overcome. I think sharing in those hardships and struggles are a big component of of uh, sharing that love, that respect, that hope, that um, sight for the possibility of redemption and overcoming. That's you awesome. know, CC, when I hear that, I was kind of thinking, I came up with this thing, I don't know if I told you, like being a brand ambassador for the Lord. You know how you like people, you like you're an ambassador for, I don't know. Yeah, like um, a, an energy drink or whatever this stuff yeah. is out there. Um, like, I think we're called to do that. And I think sometimes with the podcast, I think about it all the time because we motivate through faith and hope here. And I, I tend to think that we're, we're tr- we try to do that. That's one of our missions. Um, but then at times, the devil, whatever, will come through my own head. And I'm like, man, we're we are doing some rah-rah in here um, <laughs> <laughs> with our happenings. Like, I'm serious. It causes my own head at times. But it's true. I think that, that um, whenever you feel that or whenever you have that calling, want, et cetera, to, to try to show that light to, to those who do feel, it's a free will that we're given to sit here on the mic and say what we're going to say. It's pretty cool uh, for the listeners. We pray every time before we bebop out here uh on the mics and pretty much every one of us i think going around will say something along the lines of asking the lord to guide our hearts minds with whatever we're going to say we pray for the listeners all the time and i think that's a, a choice that we're using um especially in love here for for everyone um to do that so i i truly concur with what you got going on there cc how about you cc yeah steve um you know, I'm thinking, you think about times, like you said, that there's times in your life where you have an opportunity to be love for someone or to be God for someone or show them a different way. And you, you, you have the free will at that moment to do it, but you don't like you see someone making a bad decision and I can say, Hey man, it's probably not the best idea, but you know, maybe uncomfortable for the two of us. It may change the relationship. It may alter some aspect of that relationship or even something simple like, all right, I'm going to bed. The kids are going to bed. I'm, I'm not gonna, I should go say a prayer with them. Uh, I'm a little hesitation. They're watching TV. I need to go upstairs. I can I can stop and just, hey, guys, quick time out. You want to say a quick prayer? Or I can just go upstairs. You know, that's an f- instant moment. I had a free will decision. Absolutely. And every time I've t- chosen the prayer pathway, it's just been so awesome. I hope they, hope they sleep better. I, hope I sleep better. It's a, it's a blessing for them. And so, to kind of what you said, Matt, going around and, and being an ambassador, uh, I think that's what God calls us to do in whatever way we can spread his word of love and and i don't think you know i think a lot of times and i'm guilty of this you get so caught up in your own life and your own happenings that you tend to focus on what you got going on for you and your family and all of your dealings that you don't actually say hey what did god want me to do today with this you know or what did i do to kind of further his kingdom i further 
Cece's kingdom, you know, but what right. I do, what I do for this kingdom today. <laughs> and you know, in talking about that, Craig, it, it made me think of, um, a lot of times in life when you're talking about the elephant story or being trapped and, and trying to, man, someone else could see the way to, to unhook you, so to speak, that, uh, toggles into a good old episode. We had 33 facing your fears. Um, fear can play a big role in the control over your free will that you're given. You can let fear dictate that. Um, free will and how you decide what do y'all think about the fear combine? i know that's a whole topic we've discussed but i think it also coincides with the free will we have yeah i think it's you know fear is used as an opportunity to give us doubt uh, to choose the things that we ought to do um, and may choose you know may lead us to choose things that are just the easier path than following through with uh, you know some of those decisions that may be more difficult about having that tough conversation with a family member or a friend that may be going down the wrong path or making a, a, a wrong decision, you know, and, you know, don't get your feelings hurt. You know, if they don't respond the first time, they might the second, they might the third, you know, you don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to happen uh, within the time frame that it's supposed to. So be vigilant, um, keep showing the love. And I think uh, overall it'll win in the end. I think Steve's right. Fears that, that feeling that's, God telling you exactly what you should do. Like, you know, deep down, that's the answer. But like the fear you mentioned, Matt, is the heaviest chain. And it's, it really is. You know, it's sort of that primitive response. And I may mention this on a fear episode. You know, when you look back at our ancestors, fear was, I'm either going to get killed, hunted, or eaten, or, you know, I'm reading the Old Testament right now, and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thank Jesus, <laughs> I do not live in the Old Testament. Because, I mean, you know, we're going to kill that tribe. No, you, this person looked at someone wrong, got to kill that tribe. It's like, holy cow. So, I mean, fear was legit because you might not live, but I think, uh, you know, over time, we don't have to worry about those things anymore, but our body still responds the same way. So whenever the, we, we, the perception of fear, there's this fear of loss, harm, you know, whether it's ridicule, you get kicked out of the tribe, so to speak, whether it's um, uh, not being loved by others or the negative effects that you, you perceive will happen from making that decision it causes your heart rate to go up, you start getting anxiety, and you, you tap out. But the reality is you're not going to die. And usually when you do the thing, it, it's okay in the long run. I mean, it ends up being exactly what you hoped it would have been, but you let that fear sort of be your chain your whole life. You know, there's a uh, Christian song that's out there called Fear. Uh, he is a liar. I don't know if you've heard yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Song. Yeah, song. And it talks about all of those things, you know, being fear, be, being fearful of things, you know, will take away your happiness, uh, will take away your comfort, will take away your peace. Uh, and I think that's, that's true to a lot of extent. Okay, so what about this part of this good old free will? Oh, Lord. Some of, some of the instances in which you may not have or don't think you have free will, people who, uh, we have listeners all over the world here, but in certain instances, they are either born into a situation where they don't have the free will to necessarily do what they want to do. Um, could be from a health standpoint. Also, people in with anywhere um, could be limited in some way. Um, but I personally think when I'm thinking about that, you, you have the mental, the mindset is something that no one can truly take away from you. What do you think about that consideration? Well, I think depending on where you are geographically, <clears throat> certainly your opportunities are different. But I think, you know, just looking at the mental component of it, you know, you can still choose to do the right thing. It doesn't matter where you are, where you live. You may be oppressed to a large extent, uh, but at least on that level, you know, you can still choose to act uh, and do the things that you ought to do rather than the things that you're being 
forced to do or suppressed to do, which, you know, a lot of that's going on right now all over the world. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Certainly more difficult, a lot more, uh, old Testament like <laughs> consequences probably, uh, than we have here in the U S but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It's, um, you know, we, we don't live in a third world country that we have certain restrictions and limitations to where even if we had a free will, we, we still couldn't do certain things. I think we all kind of have our own sort of prisons, our own handicaps that we've kind of trapped ourselves in. Um, whether that is an emotional thing that happened to us, whether it's a set of circumstances um, physically, maybe you lost a, a big portion, your health was compromised in some form or fashion. And you look at that as like, well, I'm kind of stuck here. I can't do anything. But you still have free will within those you know, there's always a free will to make a decision, even on your circumstances. And of course, some people, like you said, what if you were born into something that you couldn't control? Maybe that is your, maybe you're the little elephant when you, when it happened and now you're stuck and you need someone to, I mean, even though we could say, Hey, you got a free will to do this, but why aren't, why doesn't everybody get super motivated to, to do the things that maybe we're doing with our life or, and not saying that we don't, have our limitations, but if if I choose to do this, I do it. And you might see somebody else making bad decisions, and you're like, well, why don't you just change it, man? Just do the don't do that. Just go to school, get the degree, go get a job. Or I mean, it's easier said than done. There's something mm-hmm. about their um, life that they can't see that as even a possibility. So then it becomes like, so how do they find that? How do they ever learn that they've got the free will to make those changes? I think it takes people to love and support. Absolutely. I agree with that, CC. And, and I was thinking about the physical limitation um, side of things. Cannon, good buddy Cannon here, uh, which we got a trip coming up here in about a month. Cannonball. Yeah. Um, he had just sent me a video earlier today of this guy. He's like in a wheelchair, but he's off on a golf course, and he's got somebody swinging with one, one arm like on a par three and puts the ball like right on the green, pretty close to the hole pretty cool what he's decided to do within his own within the situation of a quote-unquote limitation per se right um so i think that it's really neat there's examples of that all around to see what um what the mind can do and what one can do with in use of that for good free will you know this brings back um you know on our episode that we had with uh, daryl strawberry you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> he certainly had um every opportunity in the world uh, to start off with. But, you know, early on in his childhood, uh, he had some very difficult times with uh, an abusive parent that, you know, did some severe damage to him emotionally, psychologically. Um, That was just a down, continued to be a downward spiral for him for many, many years of his life. Um, So I think a lot of what most people deal with are the uh, emotional scores or, scars that they've collected over, you know, their life, their history, um, that can be a big thing that, that helps them or makes it harder for them to stay on the path and do the things that they ought to do rather than continuing to choose to do the things they want to do. Like our old buddy Daryl did for so long. <laughs> Great example. Yeah. And I'm kind of going back to fears. I think it was episode, uh, God, what was it? 33. I think it was 33. Um, we talk about fear, so that's kind of going back to some of those limitations and things that happened to us. I remember referencing some cool stuff back at that episode. Yeah, fear's a quite a deep topic. Um, all right, fellas, kind of nearing the end of the journey here with good old free will. I'm not really even sure which one of y'all decided, but it's time to bump our way into what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. CC, you going to roll it? I'll roll it. 
All right. It's kind of a kind of a prospective, retrospective uh, gas break situation because I got something coming up this weekend. I'll be hitting the gas to then hit the brakes. Yes. All right. See, Woo! What? What? Double dip. Double dip. Getting the boat in the water. <laughs> what we got? Nah, I'm going to Baton Rouge. <sighs> Yeah, so, and actually, I guess I could backtrack, you know, it's been spring break uh, lately, and I have a daughter in college that was home, and my high school daughter was home, my middle school daughter's home, and it's just nice to have that quiet time, everybody's home, helping and hanging out, and enjoying that quality time, but it makes you kind of reflect on life, and that it keeps on ticking, and so this weekend, we're going to Baton Rouge, my oldest daughter, sorority, is having a formal event where the parents present them because they're newly, new members of the thing, be wearing the tux, escorting her out, and it's just so surreal because, you know, it's just another stage of life. You know, you got a daughter in college, you got the tux on, you're escorting her in, and you're just watching everybody get a little older and grow up a little further. And, you know, the free will decisions that you've had and they've had their whole life, um, it's just kind of kind of crazy. You know, it just reminds you that, you know, we're only in this world for a short period of time. And, you know, you have a small moment to make free will decisions on how you impact others' lives and and the experience that you call life. And so, you know, I think one big thing that might help kind of push you over the ledge of fear is realizing that, like Matt says, snap of a finger, you're not going to be here um, forever. It is, it, time keeps going, and th- this experience of life is your decision every day, decisions you make with the people you love. And so just enjoy the heck out of it and, and just use God's will to, to just make it a beautiful life and to, I guess, get people closer to him at the end of the day. Love it up, baby. Love it up. That was beautifully said, Craig. Um, I always like when Craig goes there. Craig's sitting there with his eyes closed. He's, he's really <laughs> into it right there. Um, good to see. Um, and guys, look, we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to us. We do consider all the listeners family, part of our podcast family. I, I feel uh, very grateful for a lot of the g- great comments that people have told us um, about using their time to listen. So, I really appreciate it and know you prayed for. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?